Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got stuff flying at us from all directions today. <coughs> There's a lot going on, and I'm just doing the best I can to keep up with it all. We talked a lot about the Steelers' loss and whether it means the once every other generational change of coaching in Pittsburgh might be on the horizon at some point. We we talked about that in sort of a nuanced way. We talked a lot about LeBron James being the best player in the NBA at the age of 39, which he will be in like three weeks from now. I think his birthday is actually, is it Christmas or is it December 30th? It's one or the other. Uh, the 30th. Like He and Tiger, I think, have the same birthday. Yeah, they share a right? birthday. That's a pretty awesome birthday uh, or date, you know, to sort of, if you're looking at the days the greatest players of all time were born, it'd be pretty tough to compare with that. But anyway, we talked about that. And there's a bunch of other stuff I'm dying to get to here, but I just saw this from Major League Baseball's the MLB Network's, one of their top insiders, tweets, Shohei Otani's decision is imminent, possibly as early as today. That was tweeted this morning, two hours or so ago. I'm just seeing it now. Hembo, what should I know? You should know that I've, I've been following like the offshore betting market for where he might wind up. I don't know how instructive it is, but we don't have any insight into what he actually wants to do, so it's the best we can do. It seems right now that the teams likeliest to sign Shohei Otani are in order the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, and as we've mentioned this week, the Giants, Angels, and the Cubs are also kind of there on the periphery, although the Angels, you've heard at least some reporting that says they feel decent about their chances to re-sign him. I think Shohei Otani on the Dodgers would be an obviously great thing for baseball, and it's been the worst-kept secret that they've been pursuing him. They didn't even spend money last offseason so that they could pursue him. I'm very curious, though, Greeny, as to how the Blue Jays have made themselves a finalist for this generational player. The Blue Jays have never been all-in on a free agent close to this magnitude, so I'm very curious as to like when they made their pitch to him, what intrigues Otani so much? Because I would have to imagine he went into this thing thinking, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to stay in LA. There happens to be a great uh, team that wants me that's going to give me half a billion dollars in the National League. I'm going to go there. So clearly the Toronto Blue Jays have done something that interests him a lot, and they are absolutely worth paying attention to here down the stretch. Yeah, the, the, the Toronto of it all, look, obviously I have no one insight into it whatsoever. I can tell you just as a person who has traveled a little bit, Toronto is a wonderful city. If, if I'm picking a place to live, um, that would be very high on the list of places I myself would like to live. I don't know anything about Shohei Otani's taste um, or so where he might like to live. That would be a reasonable choice or a reasonable I would think that would be a reasonable way to make up my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, because no matter where you go, you're going to get four hundred million, five hundred million, and he is one of those very rare people who figures to be making hundreds of millions of dollars for the rest of his life just based on how enormously famous he is. And I think I told you earlier that when Stace and I took a trip to Japan this past year, we've been both Tokyo and Kyoto. I mean, his name is his face is everywhere, literally everywhere you go. He's his level of stardom there is. Candidly, unlike anything I think I've ever seen from an an American athlete here in the U.S., and for understandable reasons. So what I'm trying to say is maybe he just likes the idea of living there. Maybe there's something about the the Canadian culture that appeals to him. That's the only thing I can think of. You never usually think of Toronto when you think of any sport, when you think of places that free agents are dying to go. Here's I keep coming back to this question. 
is he going to pitch? <laughs> because guys who have the injury that he has, and he's now got it for the second time, right? Yeah, this is going to be a thing that, at minimum, he misses all of this season for. Pitching. Mm-hmm. And, and, and didn't he have this before? No, he, this is not his second Tommy John. But I'll, what did he have before? He did have an arm injury before. I'll look into all the detail, but this is not the kind of thing that is considered. But I remember when he first came to the U.S. and he first burst onto the scene, and he was this huge star, this unicorn who could do all these things, and it felt like in a month he had some significant arm injury, yes, right? Yes, this is the second significant injury that he has suffered. Okay. I'll look up the details. He had there. Tommy John in 2018. 2018. And then, this, and then this is a... I have to look up the details. I don't, I don't want to talk out of my butt. But okay, I, but my point is yeah. he's about to have his second Tommy John surgery. I thought we were hearing that he, he wasn't going to have Tommy John. It was going to be some similar They surgery, do have like the alternate the brace thing that they do now to make it a little bit easier to recover from. I guess what I'm asking you is sure. this. Is this a move you're making? Look, Shohei Otani is the biggest star in his sport nationally and internationally. Mm-hmm. I guess if he went to Canada, he'd be in three nations. <laughs> he would be the biggest star in the sport. So... I understand the financial incentive. People will buy tickets. They'll buy. You become the most popular team in Japan. I, I, I totally understand all of the financial reasons why he will pay for himself five times over. Right. I get that part. The baseball fan in me, the baseball contract part of me, the part of me that says the Dodgers won't spend any other money because they're saving all their money for this acquisition says if all he is – is one of the two or three best power hitters in the sport, is he worth the amount of money I'm about to pay him on the field? That's the question I'm asking you. The answer to that is probably no. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. But so, so what I'm saying is if you're a fan of a team, do you, will you actually, when, when everyone, when, they, when, when, when it is announced where he's going and all these fan bases are disappointed, should you actually feel like you are better off not having done it, not having spent $500 million on a guy who figures to hit 40 home runs each of the next four years and maybe two years from now comes back and pitches again? I don't know. I don't know that that's money well spent if I'm sitting here. The problem is you're only looking at this through like such a myopic lens because the on-the-field caveat that you threw there is such a small percentage of the Otani experience. No, 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 no. Not if I'm a fan. I'm talking about ownership. I get it. I totally get why you do it. Mm-hmm. The money you make in Japan alone based on having him on your team will pay his contract back. What I'm saying is, if you're, you want to talk luxury tax, all that kind of stuff, if I've tied up, how much damage has Giancarlo Stanton's contract done to the Yankees? Enormous damage. Enormous damage. That's what I'm talking but about. But Otani <laughs> and Giancarlo Stanton are, like, one is an apple, the other is an elephant. I understand. Well... He's only an elephant if he pitches. If he doesn't pitch, then he's merely an outstanding power hitter. The Yankees just gave Aaron Judge in his 30s nine years and $360 million. Right. Okay. Would they, it, when it's all said and done, will they have, would they have been – do you believe when that contract comes to an end, we will say they were better for having, from a competitive standpoint, better for having done it, or would they have been better off if they hadn't? They probably would have been better off if they hadn't. So, I mean, how many times do you need to make my point for me? What conversation are we having here? We're having a different conversation because you're focusing on one thing and I'm focusing on the big picture. No, I'm, but I'm asking you to focus only on the little picture. Why? I already am acknowledging that every team, should, every owner will want him. I'm saying if I'm You have to fan, overpay the player to get the player. But 
if I'm a fan of a team, uh-huh. all I care about is the winning. Right. I don't care how many jerseys we're selling in Tokyo. I care about whether or not we're winning the National League West this year or the American League East if, this year. If Otani only hit, like if I knew right now, without question, the only thing he would ever do again is hit, yeah. he's still going to get a 10-year, $400 million contract. So the reason— and do you hope that—if I told you right now the Phillies are going to be the team to sign him to it— would you say, oh, yay, that's outstanding? Uh, yes, I would like it. Even though I would know with my baseball brain that uh, over the course of those 10 years, he probably won't earn that in on-field value. But being a fan, like the experience of being a fan is, is, is greater than that. You want Otani on your team. Your team's going to be on Sunday Night Baseball. You're going to be the most relevant team in baseball. What does and that it- mean? Can I stop you? I need to stop you right there. Okay. I'm about to speak to you as a man who grew up as a boy and have lived all my life rooting for the second team in town. Second team in town, okay? And there aren't that many markets where this exists, but in Chicago, where I worked for years, there's the Cubs and the White Sox, and the the White Sox have a, a large, loyal, vocal, passionate fan base. But there isn't any question which is the number one team. It's the same with the Jets and the Giants. The Giants have been around since the inception of the sport. The Jets weren't even called the Jets until 1965. They didn't exist as a franchise until 1960 and all of that. We are the second team in our own city. And do you know how much I care about that? Zero. Do you know how much I care if we are the first story on the news or the last story on the news, if we're on the back page of the paper or not, if we get as many clicks? I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn if my coach is Rex Ryan, so we're being talked about all the time. Or my coach is Eric Mangini, and he is essentially a mute. It doesn't make any difference. I just want to win. So being on Sunday Night Baseball, if I'm a fan of the Phillies or the Blue Jays, that doesn't mean a damn thing. What do I care if my team is on Sunday Night Baseball? Are we going to win or not? Am I going to win a pennant because I have him on my team? At least in the short term, it's a great investment. This is how it works in baseball. My favorite team, the Phillies, signed a shortstop last year to a 10-year contract. You, if you want the player, you have to do the thing. And in Shohei Otani's case, you have to do the thing to a larger extent than any team has ever done the thing. The reason that you can do this for Otani is because he can do both. He's a top five hitter. He's a top 10 pitcher when healthy. And even if he can't pitch in a year or two or three, I have myself a Great hitter, like a freaking top five MVP contender if he just hits. Right. In the long run, you're probably right. It might cost my team more losses than wins at the end of the contract, but then you're not getting any player, like literally any player. Are you better off putting together a team filled with a lot of really good players who don't make that much money? Look, I mean, do the, do the, do the um, Tampa Bay Rays have anybody making $40 million a year? They hardly have anyone making $4 million. How, much, how many games have they won? All how of recently them. were they in the World Series? 2020. How, the Toronto Blue Jays have guys making $40 million on their team? Not yet. What was their record last year? They made the playoffs. The Baltimore Orioles. These are the teams that are winning. A lot of them are doing a lot of winning. And then you get into the postseason and you get into that area where it is just a roll of the dice anyway. It's a complete crapshoot. But if you were to go over, the, 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 and you could do this. You I, might, could do. I don't know how long it would take you to do it. <laughs> Knowing you, it might take two seconds. But how has signing huge free agents 
contributed to winning in baseball relative to other sports, however far back you want to go, five years, 10 years, 20 years. It's got to stop at some point because when Bud Selig put in revenue sharing, that's when everything changed. Prior to that, buying players was... There was it was a, a, a there was no downside right. to it if you had the financial wherewithal it will have skewed everything. But in the last fifteen years, all I keep hearing about how many World Series have the Yankees won in that time? They've not. How many have the Dodgers won? Uh, one in the in the COVID season. So what I'm saying is those are the teams that spend a trillion dollars on players, and it does not correlate to winning. Yeah, no, you're making you're making good points. These are points well made. Counterpoint. All right, if you asked 100 Angels fans who just experienced the Trout-Otani experience for all these years without a modicum of success, what percentage of them do you think would say, yes, we will take Otani back gladly? Well, all of them. But if you offered them the choice of winning or, it's not a, that's or not a choice. the two of them. You're not choosing between signing Otani or winning. Like you're, you're operating in the unknown. You're I, acting as if this is a binary thing. Let me make 100% clear. All of this stems from me asking a question, which is, will he ultimately in on-field value be worth the contract he's about to get? I want to make it clear. I am a huge Shohei Otani fan. I do not want anyone emerging from this conversation saying Greeny is questioning the greatness of Otani. What I merely am saying is that the reason, the on-field reason, he has value unlike any player realistically since Babe Ruth is because he does both. And if he now, if he's... He had uh, uh, Tommy John surgery five years ago. Yep. He's got something now. Uh, you're telling me he's not having Tommy John? It's, I don't know what he's having, but a, he's not pitching. Yeah, they, they, what they said was... Like he they, had elbow surgery in September to address the UCL tear he had from Neil Elitrash, who's the same one who worked on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and, and does everybody. He's, yeah. he's like, he's the guy. But mm-hmm. it was not Tommy John. But whatever. It they is, repaired the already repaired ligaments. Right. This is what I'm saying. I mean, for pitchers, having surgery on your UCL is a very, very bad thing. Sure is. It is, it is the equivalent of having your Achilles torn if you're a football player. You're acting like he's not Aaron Judge at the plate, which he is. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm, what did Aaron Judge get paid? 360. And how much are they going to give Otani? 600. So what part of my question are you not understanding? Is, is, is he worth twice as much as Aaron, as Aaron Judge? In terms of like the amount of value that they would produce? No, probably not. But again, there's a larger picture here. That's, like, there, there, this, is an, this is an ownership decision. No, no, you have to I, consider I all sorts of factors in terms of... But I put that into the question. No, I, you preloaded the argument by excluding the most important thing. No, I'm asking you if the fan of the team should be happy. If your I understand team, why the owner would be happy. If, if, if I'm a fan of the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays sign Otani, I'm going to be really happy. And I'm not going to say, ah, I wish they had spread that $600 million around because maybe over the course of time we would have had a 15% better chance of winning a pennant. That's not how it works. That's not how fandom works. Thank I can't you. believe I'm the one that has to do this. Like Thank We're arguing for, each other's points. Thank you for explaining to me how fandom works. No, but the fandom thing that you just described with the Jets being the second thing in town, it, that's a... That's a foreign concept to me. We should come back to this. All right. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progress- <laughs> Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Fortinball is going to jump in here. Something happened on his show that everyone is telling me I need to hear. <laughs> you all right? Excuse me. All right. We're back in a moment on ESPN Radio.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe Fortenbaugh will jump in here in 30 seconds. We will explain to him, in case he doesn't know, why he has become a major, major problem in American society. Joe Fortenbaugh is a problem in American culture. And I will explain why in 30 seconds after this word from Farm Fresh. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at getrealkeepitreal.com. All right, Fortinbaugh's with us here on ESPN Radio. You know him from Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, which follows us coast to coast every day at noon Eastern. Fortinbaugh, how are you today? Well, that depends on the answer to the following question. Is Hembo wearing his clothes today? Uh, yes, Hembo is fully dressed. All so right. all is well. I'm that, well. That is a reference to the fact that he called me last week naked. <laughs> he is fully clothed now. Okay. Hold so, on, one, one other thing. I, I haven't caught the whole show today, but that's two times you guys have come back bumping the doors. Are you playing the doors for a reason today? Jim Morrison. Uh, was today his birthday, Bubba? Told yes. me the anniversary. Today, today is Jim the, Morrison's birthday. Anniversary Very of his birthday. Nice. 80th birthday. Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison is an all-time performance, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, Jim Morrison's birthday. It's also the anniversary of the death of John Lennon, so we've played some John Lennon music today. So good job by you keeping close track of what we've got working there. Now, th- there's something everyone keeps telling me I have to play. I don't know what this is. So we're going to hear it together for the first time. But apparently this happened on your show, Carlin versus Joe, and I'm going to find it funny. Th- th- that's what I've been told. So let's just, I'm just going to play it and we will all hear it together. Who's it bigger for? However you want to phrase it. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> Dallas. Was that you blowing your nose? It was. And I thought that I had absolutely killed the mic. Wow. Oh my that God. That sound. <laughs> it's almost like the skidding of a car before it hits the guardrail. <laughs> that, that was, that happened on the air. <laughs> yeah. Hold, hold on a second. Who's it bigger for? However you want to phrase it. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> Dallas. That, that was him blowing his nose. Yeah. 
I'm not going to lie to you. Knowing Chris Carlin as I do, that's not what I thought that sound was. I mean, <laughs> well said. You'd expect a lot more bass in it, would you not? That, that is, well, I'm just, that's, knowing Carlin as I do, if you said he made this sound on the air. Or talks about NVIDIA. Well, and it's the wrong bite. If you, <laughs> if you told me he, was played, he made this sound on the air, <laughs> I would not have guessed his nose is where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I, I can't be the only one thinking that. Oh. His his nose makes far more appearances on our show than you could possibly imagine. The second segment we ever did together, he held in a sneeze, and based on his body type, he looked like a walrus that was shivering, holding in the sneeze. I had never seen anything like it, and I saw it in person. I'm body like, all right, type. we're setting the tone for how this show is going to go, and we have lived up to that branding ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that is the he show. Everyone talks about Nvidia. I'm hitting the wrong one. I really hitting? need to put my glasses back on. <laughs> he made that sound. So you're just you're doing your show. You hear this, <laughs> and your reaction is, "Did you just blow your nose?" I was ninety percent into a take that was about to earn a Marconi, and then that <laughs> happened, and then that was the end. the The peak of my career got derailed because of that sound. Holy smoke! <laughs> that is a disturbing. All right. Well, that's so that he's happened. so upset by this, too, because it's not it's not like that. We're all having fun with it. He is such a radio pro. He's been doing this for so long. The idea that he for, that forgot to turn the mic off. He's just so upset by it. And it's hilarious to all of us in every other which it's way straight into the microphone. Right. He, he didn't he didn't move away, Joe. It's into the microphone. He I think didn't he even closer. consider turning his head or doing anything to alleviate or mitigate any of that disaster. The video of it is great. <laughs> oh, so there's video. Yes, oh, yeah. there's video. All right. So we, we have proof that this was his nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is what I'm asking. Because that might be what I said, too. If I made this sound on the radio, um, I'd say, oh, uh, that was my nose. I was, I, was, uh, I was blowing my nose. No, you can see it. You can see it. Oh, okay. I need to see that then. Someone send me that. Okay. In the meantime, Fortinball, before we start picking these games, any of you who don't know Joe, you should, because he is, uh, he is our lead gambling expert. He joins us every single week making picks. You hear him, see him all over ESPN Bet and everything else. Do you realize that you are contributing to the downfall of American (laughs) culture and not in the way people think? Meredith Whitney is a financial analyst, and she went on CNBC, the the home of business. CNBC is to business what ESPN is to sports. And she implied, Joe, that legalized sports gambling is to blame for young men not getting married, not dating, and not having sex. Here's what she said. Everyone talks about NVIDIA and its performance this year. DraftKings has doubled that performance. And um, you understand why. You have this massive secular wave behind it. So the negative impact is it's all young men. And I parallel that with or dovetail that with Pew Research, which says that 63% of young men are single. And that's the highest it's ever been. And 50% of those young men have no interest in dating, not even casually. And 30 percent of young men say they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem to care there's a lot going on there i I mean can i just say (laughs) to that so joe you realize that because of you young men are now not dating they're not getting married and they're not having sex 
What do you think of that? First of all, there is some correlation she draws there that I disagree with. Just because you're not interested in getting married doesn't mean you're not interested in having sex. No, but 30% of the men, according to what she just said, are not interested in having sex. And I, having once been a young man in my life, <laughs> can say that feels like a very high number. That like- is a shockingly <laughs> high number. I'm wondering how many people are just willingly, openly admitting to this that not only is it not happening for them, they're just not even interested in it. Is is that because of gambling? Like, are we looking at that and saying, or I, I, I look, th- th- we were about to get into a, if I say what I'm thinking, we're now going to take a turn into an area that I'm not, I don't know that we want to get into. We are a Greeny, family you have the, show. You have the name recognition to say things like this. I do not. Please go ahead. No, I just. Let's go there. Go ahead, Greeny. Do it. I would merely ask the question aloud. Do we think that the gambling apps are the primary apps driving the lack of interest in having sex with other people. That, that would be the, <laughs> that's as far as I'm willing to go. Sure. And, and, and then we will go and we will go I mean, no the farther. ESPN bet interface is magnificent. Who has time for sex when you can bet the off. Iowa under? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, again, I don't know much about this stuff. I'm an old man. But Hem- I mean, Hembo is- brings up the ESPN bet app and just is just a row. It's just, oh, my God. That's oh, right. Yeah. Look it, at the green, green boost ESPN hit yesterday. Green. It hit. <laughs> I did. My seeing green boost hit yesterday. I sleep hot. I was no, very I, proud of that. Yeah, a, no, a lot I take- of this is the idea that, and, I, and this it's not the gambling. It's the fact that we have young people now who, instead of going outside and actually interacting with other human beings, are inside on a variety of apps choosing to communicate in a non-face-to-face manner. That's the problem. That the, She's absolutely right about the study, but it's not sports betting. It's young people in general spending too much time on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and everything else. They don't go out and meet anybody. False. Joe, false. The, the reason this is happening is because women have finally figured out that men are just. Disgusting. Disgusting. I don't know why it took so long to figure this out, but it's finally happened. It has nothing to do with gambling apps. They finally just figured out. Yeah. None of us. They realize they're better off. Are worth marrying. No. Have you ever met a man worth marrying? We are a necessary evil, though, or at least we have been. But you can't be a necessary evil without evil. The history of civilization. But at the end of the day... Uh, we are now blaming legalized gambling on, on, on the population shriveling. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go through some bets here. Let, let's, let's try and do something we can't hear. Again, my seeing green boost won last night. That was a fantastic hit for you. Fantastic, because there were people that didn't think we'd get a single touchdown in that game. And so the, the, the boost was last night. If the Steelers and Patriots both scored touchdowns in the first half, which seemed like an impossibility, (laughs) (laughs) but it actually did hit. So run through some of, I usually have something up here with some of the stuff that you like and I don't have it this week. So you tell me, you go, what are some of the bets you like best this weekend? Ravens minus seven and a half against the Rams. They're off the bye. They're at home. Cross country travel for a Rams team. That's good, but they're a bit overvalued as of late because now they're starting to win and people are looking at them and realizing they're not as bad as they were expected to be. So this is where we zig while everyone else is zagging. Lay the points with the Ravens. Another note here, and this is important for everyone this weekend, fantasy, daily fantasy, sports betting, all of us who won't be having sex. Mm. It is important to note there are weather concerns in several major cities this week. So make sure you account for that. Under 43 points in Chicago, Detroit. Jared Goff historically has struggled mightily in bad weather, cold weather, late game outdoor, late season outdoor situations. So I would be looking to play the under in that matchup. Justin Fields over 73 and a half rushing yards. That's an alt line. It's around plus 145. I would bet that. I think Fields is going to have a big day rushing. 
I would also look at the Jets game against Houston under 33 points. Weather concerns there. Zach Wilson at quarterback, I don't think you need me to sell you on a whole lot else. Two big games of the weekend. I would lay the three and a half with Dallas over Philadelphia. This is coming from an Eagles fan. But again, situationally, here's what I want to lay out. Number one, 10 days of rest for Dallas. That's what the Niners had last week against Philly. Number two, Eagles had the Monday nighter against Kansas City, the overtime game against Buffalo, and then the Niner game. Since the start of last season, 49ers opponents the week after playing the 49ers, 7-20 and 20 straight up, 9-16-2 against the spread. It is a physical game that takes its toll on you, and the next week you're nowhere near 100%. So I'll go ahead and play Dallas. I'll also play Buffalo against Kansas City. Chiefs have topped 21 points two times in the last seven games. Travis Kelsey's numbers are down. That offense is not what we remember. Bills are coming off the bye. Situationally, that favors Buffalo. And they need this one yes. badly. They, they de- the, the Bills need this game I think Kansas City needs it psychologically. The Bills desperately need it. Joe, I need to ask you a moral question, okay? Because yeah, sure. you've presented a quandary. Because I happen to see the Eagles Cowboys game the same same way that you do. We're both Eagles fans. Can I bet against my team this weekend playing the Dallas Cowboys? All right. So that's the old emotional hedge. Yeah. All right. A lot of people deploy this tactic time and time again, especially when their team gets to the playoffs. The thought process is, look, if my team wins, I'm not going to care about losing the money because my team won. But Mm -hmm. if my team loses, at least I'm coming away with something. I did that in the Super Bowl last year with the Chiefs. Like, it's the ultimate emotional hedge in the Super Bowl because if you win a Super Bowl, you're not going to be caring about the money. But if you lose the Super Bowl, at least you want to walk away with something. I've got idiot Eagle Eagle fan friends. I thought we all. Yeah, right? And they go to the game and they're like, I'm unloading on the Eagle. It's like, why would you risk the idea of not only losing the Super Bowl, but losing a ton of money? But what if we win? Yeah, no, I know. I know what happens when you win. I don't think you're considering what happens when you lose. Greeny, what do you think about the emotional hedge? What we're, de- what we're debating here are real fans versus fake fans. Real mm. versus fake brought to you by real Christmas <laughs> trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. For more information, visit getrealkeepitreal.com further proof that Greeny can turn absolutely anything into a sponsorship opportunity. Incredible. Incredible um, professionalism right there. Well, they don't put you in these halls of fame for nothing. <laughs> and, and was, let me ask you, this. don't will you stop? Don't you give me that. Let, let, let me say this. What you're overlooking, Joe, is the causality. Okay? So are you the sort of fan? See, see to be a gambler, so you're a pro, and I'm not. What am I? I'm a fish. Joe, what do Joe. they call me? I, what, 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 I'm a mark? A square. A Joe. A square. Yeah, there's the sharps and the squares. The sharps and the squares. You're a sharp, I'm a square. So I'm guessing that when the Eagles are playing and you've got a bunch of people in the room watching and things are going well, you do not disallow movement, which is to say (laughs) in my home and the Jets are playing well, then no one's getting up to go to the bathroom. No, I don't care how badly you have to go to the bathroom. I will bring a bucket into the freaking living room if I have to. But you are not leaving where you are sitting while things are going well. Because I genuinely believe in that stuff. I believe in all that karma, all those vibes. And so that would be the reason I never, I will say this, when I play fantasy football, when I play daily fantasy, I never, ever take a player who's playing against the Jets, even now. Even right now, I wouldn't. As bad as we are, and as over as our season is, I will not take uh, C.J. Stroud this week. I would not take the Texans' defense, even though the Texans' defense is the most expensive defense to buy in the daily fantasy because the Jet offense is such a freaking <laughs> horror show. And yet, I wouldn't do it because I just I can't bring a I can't bring myself to do it. But b there is also the um, superstitious 
part of me that worries that if I make a move like that, Joe, I'm actually contributing to what winds up happening. Yeah, yeah. I So I have one as well. I have two boys, six and four. Wyatt's the four-year-old. When Wyatt was born, he was born in late November. So when he was born that January, he was less than two months old. The Eagles were in the super, in the playoffs. It was the year of the double doink. Oh. Uh, so they didn't win the Super Bowl, but everyone remembers the double doink against Chicago. Mm-hmm. So my mom's out helping us uh, take care of him and all that stuff. We're living in San Francisco at the time. She's holding Wyatt as they're lining up for the double doink, and she starts rubbing her head. She's a diehard Eagles fan, diehard. So we both start rubbing Wyatt's head. The double doink happens. Boom, we win. So whatever. The next week against New Orleans in the playoffs, the Eagles lost that game. But before the final drive when they came down the field and falls through the interception, Alshon Jeffrey falling down, all that stuff, the Saints were lining up for a field goal to make it a two-score game. We're rubbing Wyatt's head. They missed the field goal. The Eagles are back in play. So to this day, every key field goal I need, and now he's four and he's not real into this, I'm going to rub his head and he get, he's driven nuts. The Oregon-Washington game. I was big on Washington in that game. I needed Oregon to miss that field goal late. I had him. I was rubbing the head. He was fighting me off. I was, like, holding him down to rub the head. So that's that's just what my life is going to be. We've never had a field goal go against us when we've been rubbing his head, whether we need it or need it to miss. I think that the Department of Children and Family Services should probably be alerted uh, because of the overwhelming inappropriateness of this. Um, I have no exact uh, similar experience. I will say this. My father died in January of 2016. A few months later, we found ourselves in Las Vegas. And I thought to myself, because that was at that time, that was the only place you could make a legal wager like this. I thought to myself... If there's anything, if wherever my dad is, if there's some way that he can he can make anything happen, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl this year. All I wanted was to see the Super Bowl with my dad. Somewhere he's going to do something about this. So I bet a bunch of money. This was in we were there in April on the Jets to win the Super Bowl. They went five and eleven, and so <laughs> I have given up on that notion. It wasn't an anytime Super Bowl bet, yeah, but I will say this: <laughs> anytime over the next fifty years. If the next time I get a chance, I'm rubbing Wyatt's head. Yeah. All right. Well done. Thank you very much. That's a great job by Fortinball there uh, again. Uh, the Carlin, I, I will need to see some sort of video evidence that that sound actually came from his nose. We will do who you got next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Rest in peace, John Lennon. One of the great artists in the history of civilization. Uh, dead, I guess, what is that, 43 years today? My goodness. December 8th, 1980. Um, anyway, I want to have plenty of time for who you got because we have been shortchanging it the last few weeks and it's such a good feature. I want to give plenty of time to it. So I will merely call your attention. If you're interested in my Josh Allen essay, I did an on-air essay about Josh Allen that is starting to get a lot of attention. You can go to my Instagram page. It is the top thing on my Instagram, which is at ESPN Greeny, Greeny with a Y. And um, it makes my case with my the assistant, uh, the assistant's, of the legendary Hembo who did the research, 
And I did the writing, and we delivered it on Get Up this morning, and it is getting a lot of attention. And if you would like to hear the real facts about how Josh Allen is so much better than people generally credit him with being, you can go to my Instagram page, top of the page, at ESPN Greening, and you can make up your own mind. Having said that, here we go. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got is where Bubba presents with us a a bunch of questions here. We dive into the answers. We do some sports. We do some fun. And I want to have time for the fun today. So let's dive in head first. Bubba, take it away. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger. We actually went 2-1 last week in the Pick'em Challenge. So maybe we got something cooking here. So we'll start with Bills at Chiefs. Kansas City, minus one and a half. Who you got here? I'm playing the Bills, plus the one and a half. So the public favors Kansas City two, uh, two to one, believe it or not. And yet the line has moved a point and a half in Buffalo's favor. That's a tell. I'm playing Buffalo. Me too. I'm delighted to hear you feel that way. Let's take the Bills. I like them to win straight up. What, what is the money line situation here? I would take that. Uh, that would be my play. 10, I like the 15. Bills to win this game. I absolutely like the Bills to win this game. Uh, Bubba, what's next? Next up, Broncos at Chargers. This one is Los Angeles minus three. Who you got here? Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers minus the three. So FPI actually likes the Chargers by six and a half points in this game. We usually don't see a delta that large. The Broncos' success is built on forcing turnovers. Uh, Justin Herbert has seven of those in 12 games. It's not going to happen. I like the uh, Chargers to win and uh, win by more than three points in this game. All right, we cut. We take the Chargers. We give the points. Bubba, one more. All right, the most important game of the weekend, Eagles-Cowboys-Dallas minus three and a half. Who you got here? I'm playing the Cowboys minus three and a half and gritting my teeth. So this line is. Are moved. you going to bet it? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't, don't know. do it. I don't know. But the line has moved uh, 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 half a point or even a full point uh, in their direction despite the public favoring Philly in this game, which is another tell. I, I think the Cowboys are going to win their Super Bowl this weekend and do so by at least four points. All right. I do too, so I'll take them. Uh, by, sorry, Cam. By, by the way, we never even really followed up. Does, does, does Cam and Hembo have to sing a Cowboys oh, yeah. song Okay, so if, that's uh... a good point. So, so let's lose the music. Those are the picks. So the last time these teams went head-to-head, Bubba had to sing Fly, Eagles, Fly. What should the stakes be this weekend? I, I, I think we should have something. What, what, what is traditionally associated with the Cowboys? We're not going to have them dress up as cheerleaders. So what, what, what is it that we traditionally associate with the Cowboys, Bubba, that we can have these guys do if the Cowboys win? Got to think know. about it. Yeah. Well, you've had well, a long time to think about. Yeah, this Bubba was like, "Well, we haven't decided," and then he didn't have any <laughs> well, ideas. I, I thought we were, I thought they were going to have to sing a song or something. I thought well, we you were, were the one who raised this idea. <laughs> I just I said, "Are they going to sing a Cowboys song?" Like so, I had to sing a song, so why aren't they singing? A okay, Cowboys so song? what song do we want to sing? There's there's the song "Rhinestone Cowboy." By um, Glenn Campbell. There's the song "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." Do the Cowboys have a song? Like, is there a a theme song for the Cowboys the way there is Fly Eagles Fly? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. there maybe, is. Maybe they should sing uh, Creed like they did uh, when they performed at halftime. That's what everyone associates with the Cowboys right now. J- just a general Creed song. Right, we'll come up with some song for them to sing on Monday if is, the Cowboys win. Is and there consequences for Bubba if the Cowboys lose again? I think he's got to sing Fly Eagles Fly again. Again? Yes. Seems like a reasonable one to me. Uh, that, that doesn't seem like a Sequels terrible are idea. always better. I'm excited. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how Bubba's taken off guard now after he raised this idea. I know, exactly. <laughs> Bubba said, I think they should have to do something. What? Well, why are you asking oh, I me? I think they should, they should do something, but I think I should wear like a jersey or something. I don't know if I have to sing it again. I, I want... 
Okay. So so we'll figure out you you're going to win this game anyway. So I'm not even worried about that. We got to figure out what Bubba and Cam are going to do. Foregone conclusion. Uh, okay. Let's hear some of the fun questions. All right. Well, who you got? We got the Heisman tomorrow. It's on ESPN tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Who you got winning the Heisman Trophy? I, I, is it a foregone conclusion that Jaden Daniels is going to win? Uh, it is. The betting market is really in his favor. I think the numbers he put up this season and Bo Nix's performance against Washington kind of sealed the deal. I love Jaden Daniels. I love him. I, I watch that kid play. He's so fast. He's got the big arm. Everyone keeps warning me about how skinny he is, and, and I guess that is a concern going to the next level. This is not about the Heisman, parenthetically, but about him at the next level. I believe he will be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. There are some who question it because of his, his, his stature, not his size. He's tall, but he's very, very skinny. Um, but I love him. One way or another, I believe he will win the Heisman. Bubba, next. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Last week was National French Toast Day. Good day. Who you got as your favorite breakfast? Love French toast. Big French toast Absolutely. guy. And, and to me, the, in, in the order of the primary carbohydrate-based um, breakfast. Jeff Saturday, not a fan. He, he needs more meat. I, I go pancakes, then French toast, then waffles. So I try not to eat these because <coughs> it's just not good for you, the syrup and everything else. But if you're asking what I like the best, I like the pancakes the best. You give me a really good stack of pancakes. Oh, I can't beat and it. And real syrup, none of that, none of that fake made-up syrup, like real maple syrup, there's nothing more delicious than that. Why are you making that face? You don't like pancakes? No. It's, I mean, it's not a breakfast food, first of all. What do you mean it's not a breakfast it's a, food? Okay. It's a dessert. Well, what is a breakfast food? Uh, eggs. Uh, I like okay. eggs. I mean, I like uh, eggs. Cereal. Mine is pancakes. To you're say a, pancakes is not a breakfast you're a food. We go with pancakes. I agree with you. The entire country eats pancakes for breakfast. Uh, you're a dope. Uh, let, let me just say this to Hembo. <laughs> all right, next. 138 years ago last week, Dr. <laughs> Pepper was sold in Waco, Texas. Of course, one year before Coca-Cola. Nice try, Coke. Who you got as your favorite soda? Oh, that's a good one. I don't see. I just never drink soda anymore because of my <coughs> just because I'm getting older and you shouldn't. But uh, Mr. Health over here. Yeah, I'm no, so healthy, he's not healthy. He likes coughing. pancakes. <laughs> What is my favorite soda? I like the I like the lemon lime sodas. Like Sprite? I, I like like Sprite Seven Up. I like a, a root beer, like a good root beer at the end of a like at a round of golf. If you're not going to drink alcohol, like a, a a really good root beer is a nice thing. It goes nicely with certain foods. I'm going to assume Hembo doesn't drink soda. <laughs> On occasion, the soda can be good to have with like pizza or, or wings. Yeah. Hey, that's good. I like I, ginger ale. Does ginger ale count as a soda? Yeah. Oh, I'm going good. ginger ale. Of course it counts as a ginger soda. Ginger ale. Uh, ginger ale. Number one. All Pops. right. Go. 40 years ago, also last week, the music video for Michael Jackson's Thriller was Ooh. released. I'm assuming Hembo knows that song and hopefully the video, but that's the best music video of all time, right? Who you got? It's the most important. It transformed video. I'm the only one in this conversation old enough to remember when MTV first came on the air. It right. changed everything. That's when videos became super high-end um, productions. They had previously been... If you go back and look at the early videos on MTV, which I love, and I loved all the songs, they played like a lot of alternative music. They were, they were great, but the production values of them were not even in the same neighborhood. Um, Thriller changed everything, so I think you have to I say mean, please yes. Please tell me, Hembo, you know the video we're talking about. I, I've heard of the song, but I've not seen the video. All right. I, from now on, I'm just... Uh, 
I'm not talking to you for the rest of the day. All right, give me one more. 26 years ago last week, Goodwill Hunting debuted at a movie theater in Los Angeles. Good place to debut. Who you got as your favorite Robin Williams role? 30 seconds. Uh, he was great in that movie. I, I think my favorite, is it Good Morning Vietnam? What, what am I forgetting? What, what, are, what are some other movies that would be in that Dead discussion? Dead Poet Society. He's the genie oh, in Aladdin. Oh, I do love Dead Poet Society. That's a great Doubtfire. movie. No, not Mrs. Doubtfire. I'll go Dead Poet Mork Society. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> I loved Mork and Mindy. See you Monday, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.